Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We are here today with Westworld co-creator Lisa Joy, who's going to tell us everything that just happened in the season four finale. Okay, so give us a full download here. Christina Dolores is alive, but is she in the Valley of the Beyond or we don't necessarily know that? Yes, she's in... um... Uh, she's in the Valley Beyond. She has, so she's alive in terms of her curl, her kind of CPU has been uploaded into this place where all the other hosts went. And so, you know, what is alive? Does her physical being exist? No, and it hasn't existed all season. She's been literally in a walled garden. Um, But now that walled garden has been sent to a kind of, you know, digital infinity. Uh, where presumably she can make whatever world she wants. And that is, she's going to start all the way back at the beginning in the, in, in, in Westworld. Well, you know, she's kind of writing a new story, but write what you know. So (laughs) she's starting back in Westworld. Well, she also said, you know, she was in control, you know, from the story, she had a lot of power, you know, in regards to the story and the telling of the world. She had more power than Hale? Well, I'm not sure she had more power than Hale. It's like she was being used as as an engine for generating storylines to keep the humans on their loops for Hale. So in some ways, she was just Hale's tool. And worse yet, she didn't really know she was Hale's tool. She thought she was just Christina living this normal life, you know, and having dates with James Marsden. She didn't realize she was in this walled garden, you know, observing people and, you know, those stories that she was writing for this quote unquote gaming stories are actually the stories she's writing and scripting for the humans in the city. So that they do not question the nature of their realities. You know, she is the oldest host and she's seen so many stories. She would be the best storyteller. So you know, I would say that she didn't really have that much power, though, because she didn't know what she was doing. She thought she was writing fiction and she was in this kind of walled garden and placed there by Hale. But ultimately, Hale frees her into the sublime or the valley beyond. And now, I think, with full agency next season, God willing, we'll get to see that final world that she creates and the final test that she gives mankind. Now, Charlotte crushes her, her, her pearl. No. And I was under the impression that was because uh, Christina slash Dolores wanted that to happen. Is that true or no? Charlotte Hale is just badass, and I'm crushing my pearl. Yeah, Charlotte Hale, no one tells Charlotte Hale what to do. I mean, I think, I think for me, 
it's it's interesting because recently there's been all this talk about immortality and people wanting to upload themselves into you know the ether and create their consciousness but to me immortality is overrated <laughs> you know like hale herself knows what it's like to be an immortal she said you know i'm a god and god is bored you know because to be oneself and trapped in one's own point of view for an infinity might not actually be as wonderful as we imagine you know and i think that there's something beautiful about this very human trait, which is mortality, which is you give way for new things to grow, new ideas, new people. And Hale has seized power of the world. She has you know, made all of her own choices and she's known what it's like to be 100% in charge. And I think she makes the choice at the end because she could have lived on in that world. She could have also, you know, tried to send her own um, pearl into the sublime, but she has this peace with the world that she's on, I think. And she's evolved, she's changed her own body, you know, she's ruled, she's changed um, her thinking. She knows what it's like to be human as well as a host. And it feels like in making the choice to crush her pearl, she's very much going out on her own terms in a way that's kind of peaceful and deeply contemplated. So no more hell, or we don't know that. Nobody ever dies in Westworld. Well, you know, how do you die as a host? But if you do crush your CPU like that, you're basically, you know, that is where, you know, the soul of the host resides, so to speak. So yes, no more hell. But there's backups. There's like drawers of backups. <laughs> well, not anymore. Now all there is is Dolores in the sublime and the world in chaos. So Maeve, Bernard, MIB, all dead, 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 dead. I mean. Your, your expression answered it. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a yes, it's not a no. Yeah, there's, there are ways of conjuring characters back. There are some there are some faces we will see again, mm -hmm. but not all of them. Some deaths must be respected. <laughs> so the death that must be respected here is Charlotte is Charlotte Hale. This is all this is all fifth season stuff. I I can't give okay. away spoilers. Okay, Charlotte's going to become we Christina. If we don't get the pickup, then we'll just do the whole. I'll just yeah. tell you the whole fifth season. I'll I'll just write. I'll just give it to you. Are you shooting it now, or are you shooting peripheral? Right now, I am shooting Fallout, or Jonah is directing Fallout. Okay. And we just wrapped on Peripheral, so we're on post on Peripheral. And we uh, have not yet gotten a pickup for fifth season for Westworld, so whether it comes remains to be seen. Got it. Now, Peripheral, just a few side questions. When do you think we'll see that? Oh, shoot. I'm not ready for this. We actually have an air date, I think. <laughs> Got <laughs> but it. Wait, we might have to do a separate peripheral call when I okay. get more on the on on message on it because I know I'll be able to give you a more concrete message like when we're airing and stuff like that. Got it. And Fallout is with Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. 
So going back to Men in Black, Man in Black, with I mean, is this just like a midlife crisis for him? I mean, <laughs> in, in that you know that just lasted throughout all of his replicas. He came into the park, you know, was jilted by a girl, you know, a host in the park, and he goes on a he goes on a tear, just shoot shooting up everybody, and always wants to win the game to the point where he takes an ownership stake in the park, <laughs> and then. All of his, all of his pearls are just built on his midlife crisis. Is that some men don't take rejection well? <laughs> he is one of them. It's, it's not as rare as one would suppose. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, my, I do have my own sympathy for the man in black, right? I mean, clearly not his more egregious acts and. I do honestly think that sometimes there are some people who literally, you know, they see themselves as the hero of the story as young William did. And then upon rejection, it becomes, instead of an acceptance of that and a kind of life moves on and I'm not necessarily entitled to not be, you know, for to be accepted in every single realm by every single person, it can become this kind of, it can make them go a little darker in their mentality, right? And the way he did it was in order to cope, he kind of de-personified a character, you know, dismissed it as though it was a trick of the park. And maybe he convinced himself it was a trick of the park, that it was just a game, you know? Uh, you know, I don't know, and I know Ed has spoken about this, is he went into the park for a long time thinking it was a game, you know, or at least living in that ambiguity. And people play games all the time in which they are violent and ruthless and pure id. You know, we do this right now in video games all the time. And, you know, you can see expressions of it online all the time. You know, the second there's any degree of anonymity, people really can expose very ugly portions of themselves. Um, and I don't know, what that says about us besides maybe once we divorce ourselves from our better angels and have anonymity everybody has darkness in them you know and and, and to have a greater integration might be a better path for a human being but anyway regardless of that he 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 basically grew very disillusioned and then killed his own daughter by accident, right? He was so turned around about by reality. So I understand why he would become embittered and angry, you know, thinking of all the losses he's endured and all the pain he's inflicted to find someone who thinks they're the hero of the story suddenly realize that by all accounts, they're a bit of the villain. And I think he's altering his worldview in some ways to justify that role to say, you know, this reality is broken and human nature is broken. And he's not wrong in that respect. I think humans are very, very beautiful creatures full of hope and promise and ingenuity and art. Uh, but we are also full of dark, dark horrors and always have been, you know? And I think what he's saying is he's looking upon us as a race with a bit of disgust and contempt. You know, and then it's spread even after he's no longer a human when he's a host, that host looks upon both host and humans 
with that same, you know, sort of disillusionment. How can we not be better than this? How can I still have these terrible urges? You know, if this is human nature, do we even deserve to be in charge of this planet? When look at what we're doing to it, look at who we are. Um, in the real world, what's like, what's going on? It looks like there's not a lot of survivors. Yeah. There's Caleb is it, there's still a war between hosts and, and humans and yeah. Flash outliers. That's still going on. Yeah. But I think, you know, I think as you know, Dolores says in the end of the voiceover, they're going to destroy themselves. You know, there won't be, if anything, you know, a few pockets or enclaves, but humans and hosts, they're just going to destroy themselves. Life on earth as we know it is over. And then Caleb, forgive me for this, but, you know, Charlotte, <laughs> multiple versions of him. Do we know which one we wound up? Do we wind, do we wound up with the out, the human or is it a, a version? Well, it's, it's all, well, but here's how that, that technology works from, it was actually started in the episode in uh, season two with Mr. Delos and, and where the man in black is doing a test, a test for immortality, right? They're trying to do this secret immortality project where if you perfectly replicate a person and put it in the CPU, can you basically allow that person to live forever, right? And what they found is when combining the you know, mind and you know, soul, let's say, of a person's CPU within an artificial body, like a body rejecting an organ donation, it tended to reject that body. And that's why it would break down. And they can kind of stretch the breakdown for longer and longer periods, but ultimately, it's like the mind knows this isn't real and it causes itself to malfunction. And so that's what Hale was doing with Caleb. She would bring him back again and again and watch him degrade, uh, you know, while looking for some truth that she believes he withheld from him, her. And the Valley of the Beyond, is it permanently closed? Now that uh, Hale has sent Dolores there, and kind of, you know, destroy the machine afterwards. The Valley Beyond is sealed off from the world and those hosts are safe and Dolores is safe. Oh, Christina. Well, Lisa Joy, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. This has been a great recap for, for the season finale. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call Podcast on Deadline. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. 